0: To Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers.
1: Well,
2: and a pleasant good Saturday afternoon to you, Harry Alexander with you, and Bunker DeFrance is here as well. I and am? Todd Roberts in Los Angeles. This is Emil Franzi's Voices of the West.
1: Howdy, howdy. Howdy, howdy, well, howdy and yourself. howdy.
2: All right, so today uh, we're gonna do a show about ten for Texas and bunker. What was the genesis of this program?
3: Well, before I do the genesis, I want to just give a shout out to Kyle.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, we have to do those house
3: this housekeeping is, things. He, he's a little buddy of ours. He he bakes. Uh, last week we had cupcakes. Today we got uh, fudge brownies. Twelve years old, and, and he's got a career. And he's got a career here, <laughs> you know. But Kyle. From Voices of the West, our deepest appreciation.
2: And for those of you who may be new to the program, or if you're not new to the program, and you've been around for a long time, yeah, send food. Um, uh, Food over money. Um, we
3: buy food with money. (laughs) There you
2: go. Uh, We do have a newsletter that we'd like you to uh, check out, subscribe to. Hey, it's nothing much. We don't call it much, but what it does is uh, it's a little entertainment there. It tells you what's coming up. Uh, for the weekend show and a little oh. bit of uh, cowboy poetry sometimes, some cowboy chuckles, some cowboy wisdom, all from my pard, uh, Mr. DeFrance over there.
3: A few, nu- few nuggets there, yeah. here, here and there. here and there. And so, a bunch of road apples. Uh, lots of road <laughs> apples.
2: But it's easy to get. All you have to do is uh, go to the website, and it should pop up as a, a subscribe thing. If it doesn't, email me at voicesofthewest@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Voices of the West to gmail.com, and I
3: will add you so that you will receive it each week. The last time I looked on the site, it was there down towards the bottom of the page. Okay. Now,
2: um, before we get into this topic, rants, we have to do this rant
3: because... Oh, yes, the heck with Texas. We,
2: we are so pissed off about this nonsense. There's a, There was an article about uh, re- a couple of weeks ago Uh, an effort underway in California to rename the uh, uh, John Wayne uh, International Airport to who knows what. But they want Wayne's name out of there. And just a day or two ago, now USC is wanting to remove a statue of Wayne uh, as well as uh, negate uh, any of the the actors' uh, goodies that have been on display there uh in the film uh, film uh, USC's got a great film uh department
3: they've got a great history and, yeah.
2: and, and and you and Wayne is a graduate of USC and then they did all kinds of stuff and uh Played football yeah well <clears throat> how USC got all I that stuff I think he
3: gives some scholarships mm-hmm. for him. How
2: USC got all that stuff is probably left better to explain by uh, Dan uh, uh, uh Todd's friend Dan
1: uh whom we had on Dan Galliasso yes
2: a couple of weeks yes. ago um,
1: yes. Well, and only to clarify, it, it's not a statue at the I'm USC sorry. Film Department. It's the entire exhibit.
2: Okay, in, it's the they, they
1: have his. They have his. His. His authentic, real Hondo outfit. The, all sorts of artifacts and memorabilia from Wayne, the Wayne Estate, and Wayne Films, donated by the family. Um, and check. you know this. Uh, I'll let you go first, Harry. Well, but I you know that I have a lot of negative energy. Just my,
3: remember it's an hour show. My my
1: issue with this <laughs> thank you, bunker.
2: My issue with this is leave the man alone. He was a great actor, he was a great American. If he was racist, who the hell cares? Everybody's got a racist bone in their damn bodies. Don't tell me otherwise.
1: Starting well, to sound I mean, like franzy. You're absolutely right, Harry. Starting you're to sound like friends. Right.
3: Well let, let me let <laughs> me rant here for a second. <clears throat> Because All worked, right, Bunker. I worked with the man. Uh, I This is, if you want to, oh, I can't even talk. If you want to spell gentleman, Wayne was a gentleman. He was hard on people that he thought were incompetent, people that were stupid. And, and folks, there's a lot of stupid people in the yes, world. Yes, there are. But the one thing, you know, to say John Wayne was a, a racist he was no more racist, as Harry said, as anybody else, because basically we are who we are of our times, in our times. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't justify, but it doesn't condemn. No. And the thing is, you know, for people to go back and initially with a microscope and a and a telescope and whatever, look at somebody's life and just dig and dig and dig until they can find something they can piss about is wrong.
2: What is wrong about this is that they are taking the body of the man's work, all right? Don't worry about his personal life. It's the body of the man's work that has been celebrated with that exhibit at the university.
3: And the other thing, too, is you think about this. John Wayne has been an inspiration I don't know about the young ladies, but for a lot of young men
1: mm-hmm.
3: and, uh, growing up to, in, a, in a goofy kind of way as a young kid, John Wayne was kind of like a, a, a dad on the screen. It was just someone I could look up to, whose values, and, and strength is something I respected. It's something you, you could aspire to. Now, a lot of young men and women went to USC Study film because it's a great film department. Mm-hmm. But where did the inspiration come? Some of it yeah, came 100. from guys watching old westerns hmm. and seeing this guy up there, this big man, and going, you know, I like, I like that. I like to do something like what he's done.
2: Well, my parting comment on this whole, whole ball of wax here: if it really hurts you that bad, you poor people, you are just nothing more than snowflakes. And you need to go hide in a damn hole and f- leave civilization to the
3: rest of us. Answer the picnic. Yeah. yeah. And you know the other thing too is you don't have to go to USC and look at and look at his archive. You could. It's full of other people as well. Hey, I
2: it's don't. It's not the only thing there. I don't like the politics of Al Pacino, no. but he, I love his body of work. Oh, yeah. I don't like the politics of, um, of Tom Hanks. Yeah. But he's a great actor and great, great body of work. And he's, that's a, nice how you, and that's, he's a
3: nice man. That's
2: how you separate these things. You yeah. just, oh Jesus Christ, I am getting so <laughs> pissed off. It, we need to stop and move on to Texas oh, movies. Don't
1: no, no, keep it up, Harry. I'm, I'm flashing back to well. Emo now. <laughs> let, let, let me, uh, let me try to curb myself as best I can okay. and keep it short. But you know, I've got a lot of negative energy about this. I have, I could, I could spend.
3: Make it two, positive. Two entire turn shows. it around. Yeah,
1: um, and I, I will say just a few things. First of all, although I completely agree with everything you both said, um, I'm going to throw the gauntlet down here, and I hope it pisses somebody off. <laughs> truly, okay. Amen. And I welcome any and all emails or negative negative feedback. Or positive. But I'm going to th- or positive. But I'm going to throw the gauntlet down and say that I'm going to take it a step further than beyond both of you. What he said was not only for the times applicable, it's for the times applicable now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What he said was in an article in Playboy, I'm paraphrasing, but what he said was, you know, there's a lot. The the interviewer asked him about you know where well, there's a lot of talk now about taking you know civil rights, taking them even a, a further length, a further another 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 length beyond where they were, and so on. He says, "Well, you're talking about power. That's not civil rights. That's not e- that's not equality. That's not equal opportunity. That's not all of us having the same starting line. You're talking about power." about people having power over other people. And the black and Latin communities are, that's what they're talking about right now. And with that comes a lot of responsibility. And I'm asking a simple question. Are they ready for it? Can they, can, can they handle it at a large, large national scale? That's what I'm, I'm asking that simple question. I'm not saying they don't deserve it. I'm not saying they don't have the right to ask for it. I'm asking a simple question: Do they have the capability of doing it all? Do you realize what you're getting into? There's a lot of with great power and comes great responsibility, and the 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 audience is never forgiven. Number one, I'll also say to you both that this always reminds me of um, this the uh, the conversation I had with Charlton Heston. With, along with Mort Saul, And we were talking, and I, I said, I don't know that I said it, but somebody said it. There were some other people there. And they said, who is it you would have liked to have worked with that you haven't worked with? This is probably 20 years ago, so he was pretty near the end of his career. And he said, well, undoubtedly, the person I've always wanted to work with, that I've never been able to work with, it's never come about, is Vanessa Redgrave. And everybody was like, what? And he said, absolutely. And ev- people were interjecting and going, but, but you know, uh, <laughs> Charlie, um, you are completely diametrically opposed to her politically. In every way. So? Everything you believe in, she's <laughs> against. And everything she's, you're for, she's against. And vice versa. And he said, what does that have to do with art? There exactly. what does that have to do with Perfect. the artist Perfect. and their and their creative process yep he said he goes Let, let's be really clear here people only the left does this only the left diminishes someone discounts someone disgraces someone or defaces someone to where their achievements are overruled and overlooked and smothered and and wiped out. Only the left does that. We conservatives don't do that. We don't do that. And he said, somebody looked up, it was right around the same time, I know when this was, it was right around the same time that the Dixie Chicks Mm. said negative things in Mm -hmm. England on stage about President George Bush, 43. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And somebody brought that up. And they said, oh yeah, conservatives don't do that? Well, what about all the people that uh, 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 stopped buying Dixie Chicks albums? or stop going to their concerts. And he said, well, they have the right to not do that, but no one silenced them. No one uh, took away their living. No one took away their livelihood. No one silenced them and said, you can't be a musician anymore. You have to go become a bus driver. That's what happens in communist countries. That's what happens in leftist countries. That's what happens in, in the former Eastern Bloc. That's what happens in China today. That's what or worse that's what happens in Cuba today Venezuela today
3: mm-hmm. well Only let me let me top this off so we can get into Texas <clears throat> just so you know the Dixie chicks are no longer the Dixie chicks. They've dropped Dixie because of our current uh, culture right. and are now right. just the chicks. Now let's talk about Texas. Well, okay
2: I think what we ought to do before we start talking about Texas is take a break. <laughs> And get and a, a deep breath. Get, get a, yeah, take a deep breath, get a second wind here, <laughs> and, uh, and and do it like that. So uh, that's what we're going to do. Harry Alexander is with you, along with Bunker de France and Todd Roberts. This the is rabid Bunker de
3: France. This
2: is Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. We will be back right after these important messages.
0: Limus Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay a little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond checking stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you as they did us design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it, I'm miss Wilkinson Investments, they're really good at what they do. 777-1911. America, let me tell you about Sergeant Greg Anderson. Served two tours in Afghanistan, Bronze Star and Purple Heart recipient, and unemployed. The unemployment rate among transitioning service members is unacceptably high, much higher than the general population. Veterans are a proven commodity. They're mature, reliable, and hardworking. They deserve a chance to get back to work after serving their country. Do you really want to honor a veteran? Hire one. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. Watch classic western movies anytime at voicesofthewest.net.
2: back on Abel Franzi's Voices of the West. Terry Alexander with you. Bunker to France is here too. And in Los Angeles, it's our buddy Todd Roberts. And our topic today after our great rant. <laughs> oh, I feel so much better. I do too. I feel lighter. <laughs> our topic today is uh, 10 for Texas. And, you know, I, I, start Bunker. Talk about why we're doing this particular well, topic.
3: The genesis of this topic is uh, I got a subscription to Texas Monthly. It's a gift from my cousin, and I get it every month whether I want it or not, so it comes in. But there's a column at the very end, back end of it called The Texanus, and it's the editor's column. And, but people write in with questions about Texas and stuff like this. And this month's question was, I am a newcomer to Texas, what are the ten films set here that I should see? And then, of course, he goes into his his thing about what you should see and stuff like that. And one of the things that, because Harry and I were talking before, is, and I agree with Harry, he said, yeah, I'm looking at these lists, and I'm looking at the top 35 from this one, top 15 from this one, and I'm not seeing the Alamo. Mm, yeah. And... That's on my list. It's on, it's on the Texanist list. And this, these guys are hardcore Texas. I mean, they're, they're you know, everything is better in Texas, bigger, better, and well, better. Well, one of the sources that I used was an
2: article from the Houston Chronicle. And it list, they listed the top 50 movies about Texas, westerns, and, mm-hmm. and just plain movies about Texas, or made in Texas. And the Alamo does not appear on that
3: list. Well, let me throw something at you. And I don't know why. Well, but think about this though: Texas is one of the states, like Arizona, that has a high immigration rate. People are coming from all over to Texas, and they were were getting a lot of New Yorkers and Chicago and Austin, those kind—you know—the proper East Coast type mentality. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these people are in publication and publishing. (laughs) And I'm thinking that probably the the head editor. Uh, the, the, the staff at the Houston Chronicle. I bet there's there a lot of Yankees in there. Now I don't know if you can use that word anymore. Yeah, you but, can use uh, it. But uh, that's what they are. But how do they get hired in the first place? Well, they've got a resume. <laughs> you know, they it, don't care. It, it's the old, it's the old corporate old, old boy stuff. Yeah, you know, you know it, it, and, it, it, and you th- it, th- th- think about it. What's the biggest problem we have today? It's our our media. We well, have all, and what is the media run by? A lot of intellectual East Coasters with very leftist, liberal leanings that are screwing our country.
2: It's a poorly run Bubba system. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it, you're absolutely right. It is. And um, I'll just also remind you both I know, uh, I, I know you both get a little tired of me saying this, but in regards to my dad's film, Monty Walsh.
2: We never hear. We of, never tire of hearing about Monty
1: Walsh, Dodd. Thank never. <laughs> you. So, it, all sorts of different polls or lists or, have been come about, but the one that my dad treasured the most, which I brought to his attention,
3: the box office. Was
1: when, it, when No, no, no. Uh, the box office had hurt horribly. Um, the one that made the most important the, that that he really he had a lot of pride his whole life about making that film. In fact he was the most proud of that film over all the other films hmm. he made and he wow. made 11. Yeah. But he the what made him so proud was when I brought it to his attention that it was number 6 on the top 10 of uh movie list of the Cowboy uh, the Working Cowboys Association of America. That's well, good. Yeah. These are working cowboys who are working every day on a ho- you know slick fork and a horse, uh, forking some leather, and having to live the life, work the life and be the life. And, and, and because most cowboys look at most westerns as we know, they call them odors. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of soap operas mm-hmm. or you know, and horse in opera. that vein, they call them uh, horse operas or odors. And uh, you know, they, and they always laugh about this or that. The but they're always also the, among the biggest yeah. fans of them too. Sure, of course. But this film, along with nine others, was ten films that are really respected because of how authentic and real they are.
3: Well, uh... Speaking of
2: lists... Lists, I, I don't have anything set up. I'm looking at a list let here. Me,
1: let me do
3: this, and I'm going to run through two lists real quick. Just okay. titles, no discussion. <clears throat> the first list will be period, ten of them. The second list will be contemporary. And we'll start with Martyrs of the Alamo, Old Texas, The Searchers, Red River, Lonesome Dove, The Ballad of Gregorio Cortez... The Alamo. Now, on the modern ones, we'll start with Giant, The Good Old Boys, No Country for Old Men, Hell or High Water, The Three Burials of Mecuedes Estrada, The Last Picture Show, Lone Star, Eight Seconds, HUD, and Extreme Prejudice. That's my list.
2: I'm I'm looking at what IMDb... Puts out, and you know, it's not, by no means any official list or anything of that nature, but uh, you know, people like to make lists, and it's IMDb, it is the internet movie database, so you have to give it some Which sort of It does have
3: a lot of mistakes,
2: yeah, it does have a lot of mistakes, but we do have to give it some credence, yeah.
3: We have, have to have some sort.
2: I'm, I'm looking at the Westerner, uh, um, Gary Cooper, Gary Cooper, uh, or Life and Times of Judge Roy Bean, too. Yeah.
3: Those mean, are in, those are in my, those made my talk. Twenty one hundred, 100, but, you know, I had to keep it down.
2: Uh, Yellow Rose of Texas. Hey, it's a Roy Rogers movie,
3: yeah. I'm sorry. Hey, uh, there's, there's a bunch of Texas uh, Rogers and uh, Autry's. Hoot Gibson's got a great one.
2: Yeah. Uh, so, and we got Rio Grande. Uh, you talked about The Unforgiven. Duel in the Sun. There's a good one. Texas. What's they shot here in Arizona? Yeah, well. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh. Uh, let's see. Texas, uh, Glenn Ford. That's a good one. That uh, is a good one. Red River, we talked about, uh, The Searchers, obviously. King of the Texas Rangers, uh, who's in that? Uh, Sammy Baugh. Yeah. Slingin' Sammy. Slingin' Sammy. And, uh, Sammy. I may have seen that one. No, oh, in fact, I did. I think I did. I'd watch that. Uh, here's another one. Oh, The Texas Rangers. Now, this was a damn good movie. That's a great one. Fred McMurray, directed by King Vador. I, I... When I saw McMurray in this, it it my thinking about him totally changed. He was oh. no longer he was no longer Pop from uh, My Three Sons.
3: I, I've I've yeah. You know, remember going way back when I first joined the show. Mm-hmm. I was like one of the few naysayers that said I love Fred McMurray. Uh, and uh, he's great. That was a damn good you movie. Know, Jack Oakey, mm-hmm. Lloyd Nolan. I yeah. mean, it was great. Yeah, you know, I want to do something here for Dan. Sure, is Dan there, to Todd? Dan. Dan is listening. Okay, uh, Dan, Martyrs of the Alamo, nineteen fifteen, black and white, of course, silent.
1: He's giving it a thumbs up. There he,
3: oh, <laughs> he knows it then. Okay, but this is one of the great things about this is that uh, it had it considered. It was made the same year as Birth of the Nation, both produced by. D.W. W. Griffin, but the the battle scenes were so impressive that they kind of set the standard for silent movies after that. Mm. And the movie is just, you know, uh, uh, Douglas Fairbanks has a part in there as Joe. Depending on your source, some say uncredited, some say credited. Uh, Monty Blue was in it, one of my old time, One of the great, mm-hmm. great character actors mm-hmm. of all time. Mm-hmm. And so underrated and so forgotten. And then the other one that I want to share with Dan is Old Texas. That was done in 1916. It's 28 minutes and 31 seconds. It was made by Goodnight Films. It's a five-parter. The producer was a fellow named Colonel Goodnight. Actually, Charles Goodnight of the, Goodnight trail? And the thing was, the narrative was uh, Goodnight's relationship with the Kiowas. Uh, exhibited the area around Palo Duro Canyon and the J.A. Ranch, which was his. Segments uh, showed scenes uh, from buffalo hunts, daily life in the Kiowa uh, and J.A. Ranch, rituals and customs of the Kiowa, footage of the last buffalo hunt held on the ranch, and the Kiowas were invited to attend. Hmm. And that's for you, Dan.
1: He's waving.
2: (laughs) Here's another great movie, I think. San Antonio.
1: Yeah.
2: Errol Flynn. I don't care. I don't care what you put Errol Flynn in; it it's going to be good, I think. Yeah. Tom Cruise was Call so good
1: in that. Was based on Charlie Goodnight. So, just as a little side note, Dan wants me to make sure you both know that Captain Woodrow Call in Lonesome Dove was based on Charlie mm, Goodnight.
2: Interesting. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Interesting. That's in my list. There, period. Fort so.
2: Worth, another great one. Randolph Scott. Anything with Randolph yes. Scott, I'm sorry, is, well, is good.
3: Let's talk about the what I uh, so the Texans uh, think who, is the definitive Texas movie
1: is Giant. Yeah. Well, I that uh, uh, let me give me my list. Okay, um, go for it. So you guys have named off a lot of films that I've have on my list. Name them again. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Red River and Giant, The Alamo, mm-hmm. Hud, uh, Judge Roy Bean, The Westerner, Unforgiven. Uh, no, did anyone say Unforgiven with Burt Lancaster? It's, a,
3: it's on my mm-hmm. al- alternate list. Yeah.
1: Okay, that's one of my favorites of all time. Yeah, you, Amen. Uh, Rio Grande, Lonesome yep. Dove, mm-hmm. The Searchers, San Antonio, uh, Duel in the Sun, uh, and Lone Star. Yeah, but we're all on some the same that page. were not mentioned... Uh, were the Comancheros? Yep. Yeah. Un- Unforgiven, as I j- had s- just said. Uh, the Searchers? Uh, Josie Wales? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Dallas? Yep. Yeah. Uh, four for Texas? The Sons of Katie Elder?
3: How did Four for Texas get in there? Because it's a film about Texas. Well, it's a film about Texas, but it doesn't really—it doesn't really tell you about Texas.
2: Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Anita Ekberg, and Ursula Andress. But it did yeah.
1: have the Three <laughs> Stooges, which saved huh? it. Galveston. It's in Galveston. Yeah. It takes place in Galveston. Yeah. yeah. Harry said they they are films that were either shot in Texas or about Texas. um, Or for Texas. As we know, Lonesome uh, Searchers was shot in Monument Valley, but it's supposed to be West Texas.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) I also throw in their Urban Cowboy.
2: Yep. And I
1: also throw in, um, uh, another one I throw in is uh, Anything by Audie Murphy in Texas. Yeah. Anything by Audie Murphy. And I think he did a lot of great stuff for Texas. The one film that nobody's mentioned so far that I always really liked was a TNT film made called King of Texas with mm-hmm. uh, Patrick Stewart from Star Trek. King he, Lear. It's basically uh, a retelling of King Lear.
3: Interesting. Well, uh, here, here's one. It, 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 it's on the Texanist list, and maybe we should include those because the Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
2: But it's not a Western.
3: Well, no, it's not a Western. It's <laughs> not a Western. But it was in Texas. A, <laughs> <laughs> and, no, no, no. And Bonnie no. and Clyde, which is kind of a modern day western, you know, stretching, mm-hmm. really stretching it. Yeah, I'll uh, no, Let's take that off the list. I don't <laughs> like that
1: one. No, but but you know, listen. I I love that film. I always have. A lot of people are offended by it, but I always remember the story of Jack Warner when they brought him the script for Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, he he read it. He he looked at it. He said you know, this is about Bonnie and Clyde. You mean the bank robbers in the 30s? And and the guy said, yeah, that's what it's about. It's uh, we're going to we got Warren Beatty and um, we got um, Faye Dunaway and and, uh, Arthur Penn will direct it. And uh, he said, why are we going to make a movie about a a pair of rats? What is going on here? And that's just, I think, you know, the other side of that coin.
2: Obviously, uh, obviously, Jack Warner never read Dick Tracy. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, there, there you have it. Um, I also just wanted to throw out to you that, you know, when you're talking about these lists and how they come about and who makes them and why they can be so off from time to time is, you know, you look at the, the liberals in, in Austin and they all want to be uh, approved or sanctioned by the liberals in New York or the leftists <laughs> in New oh, York. Oh yeah. So that's why, you know, they they're they're picking films that maybe have nothing to do with the genre as we see it or believe in it.
3: You
2: said it perfect. You
1: said it perfect.
2: Here's another one from 1937. It's called Borderland. Yeah. Yeah. You all know who's in it. Oh, Sissy Spickstruck. No. No. No, nineteen
3: thirty-seven.
1: Oh, thirty-seven. I would say it's. uh, I'd say it's Hopalong Cassidy.
2: You would say it is who?
1: Hopalong Cassidy. Hopalong Cassidy.
3: (laughs) Uh, You got this applause. You know, a lot of
1: the. I think most of the Cassidy's were set in Texas, mm, except when they went to
3: South America.
2: I know this one specifically well, was set in Texas.
1: No, yeah. not always. I mean, because Twin Rivers Ranch was in Silver Can- and Silver Canyon, both were in Arizona. Yeah, uh, and so there as, were some Wyoming where their stories location too. Location was, yeah, but yeah, yeah. They, they he was going through Texas a lot. He did he was called by friends to come to Texas and help in Texas and so on.
3: somebody's got to
2: well and somebody's got to take a break and that will be (laughs) me I think Uh, we'll do that right now we're talking about 10 for Texas uh, 10 films made about or made in Texas and uh, well they're
3: how
1: come we don't have any French films made in Texas?
2: Because we don't do French Texas. films. We do not do French films. I'm sorry. Oh,
1: there's one There's one bunker, Paris, Texas. Well, there you go. There there's, you go. We'll go talk ahead.
2: about that. Let's talk about Paris, Texas after we come back from our break. <laughs> so, <laughs> I hear Dan, That's
1: true. I hear Dan
2: mumbling in the background there. So <laughs> yes. we'll be back with so much more Brogan, of, of Voices of the West. <laughs> When looking for a property management company, here are some things you should consider. How long has the company been in business? What types of properties can they manage for you? And does the company give back to the community? Well, your search is over. First, contact the Polash Management Company today at polashmanagement.com and ask about the complete package or call 520-795-2100. That's 520-795-2100. The Polash Management Company, property managers you can trust.
0: Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year, we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. The Tucson Trap and Skeet Club announces summer Trap and Skeet leagues beginning Tuesday, June 24th for Trap and Five Stand and Thursday, June 26th for Skeet. The league runs eight weeks and competition begins at 6.30 p.m. Call 883-6426 to sign up. Summer office hours are 7.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's 883-6426 Saturday, Sunday, and Wednesday between 7.30 and 1 p.m. to sign up for Summer Trap at Skeet League.
3: Hello,
1: podcast listeners.
3: I'm Tom, the host of the Movies Out podcast, and I'm inviting you to give the Movies Out podcast a listen. Every episode, my co-hosts and I review the latest box office releases, but there's more than simply just that. We also play games like... The Alexa quote of the show. And may the odds be ever in your favor. And have a From the Cutting Room Floor segment that is an open forum to discuss anything from our thoughts of a Netflix TV series to our experiences with movie subscriptions such as the AMC Stubs or MoviePass. So... After finishing this podcast, please give the Movie Zealots podcast a listen. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. Simply search Movie Zealots. Until then, and that's a wrap.
0: I got witnesses right here to prove that Wilton murdered Fred Wynn. That's right. I heard
2: him say so. Thank you. Oh, and by the way, Sheriff, I got Ware inside. You might as well take him along, too. I got a signed confession that he framed my father
1: in the asylum. So you see, boys, all it takes is a little Frontier Justice.
0: Good day. This is the Voices of the West.
2: That's right. All you need to do is a little Frontier Justice there.
3: (laughs) Oh, Harry, yes. Hoot Gibson.
2: The Hooter, man. That's 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 from the movie Frontier Justice. And I watched that the other night, and I thought, that is... What, you can't... What else can you That's say after that? That's what we need
3: today. We need <laughs> Some frontier, frontier justice. frontier justice.
2: Yeah. All right. We're uh, talking Harry Alexander Bunker to France and Todd Roberts. It's Samuel Franzi's Voices of the West. We are talking about 10 for Texas, movies made in or about Texas. And... Um, we're the not good gonna, old boys. Yeah, we're not going to leave that it is ten. A, that
3: is a great movie. Yeah. It's yeah, in well, my ten, well, but it is a
2: great... We're going to venture outside of the uh, the ten box. I'm not. Uh,
3: I'm going to stay with the oh, good well, old boys. All right.
2: Here. Paris, Texas was one that oh, we talked to about. Oh, you to talk about Paris, uh, and Before the break, we were going to talk about Paris, Texas. Well, what so. about
3: Paris, Texas?
2: Well, it comes from 1984.
1: Um, I watched it. It's got it's, the great Harry Dean Stanton in it. Yeah, it was um, it, it was it's long. Not really, it's not a, a Western as much as it's a just... A, a modern day film taking happening to take place in Texas. Well, that's Shepherd uh, film, it was a Shepard film, it? Yeah, Sam It's Shepherd. not a, you know, they don't have many cow. There's no cowboys in it. There's a couple cowboy hats, and, and you don't have many guys that are working cowboys. But there is the Texas flavor. Um, the Texas lifestyle and attitude is in it.
3: It's a modern um, Texas.
1: Yeah. You know, I'll say that. But you know, honestly, if we're going to go there, um, I would say. Electric Glide and Blue uh, is is deserves to be Bobby in, the, in, the, in, in our category in our category. I'm not mentioning with Elijah Cook wait a and second. Mitch Ryan.
2: I'm not saying I did not put that into our category. I'm just saying that is a movie that we were talking about. <laughs> I wouldn't put my Paris Texas in any list. It was Long. It
3: just popped up.
2: It was too long. Yeah. Too long for me to... Yeah. to too long. Too uh, long. Uh, short attention span theater here, so... Yeah,
1: it's it, like, it you know, just,
3: pour out your Perrier, well, and let's get well back and to Lone I'll tell you my Lone one Star funny, beer. Uh, uh
1: Harry Dean Stanton story. Uh, I used to see him all over here at Dan Tana's around the corner, and uh, the great restaurant here in L.A., that Steakhouse, that uh, he used to frequent, and and uh, and unfortunately... To tie into this, the great bartender Mike of the last 40 years just died about two weeks ago. Mm. And uh, so there's all these cards plastered all over the walls of the outside of the place saying goodbye (laughs) to Mike, who served Harry Dean Stanton many, many, many times. And I'm in there one night, and Harry Dean Stanton walks in, and he's, he's looking like he's had more than enough. He should probably go home. And he's laughing and having a good grand old time. And somebody says, Harry, don't you think you've drank enough? He says, no, I'm not even close. They said, well, when are you going to know that you've had enough? When I can't tell you that I haven't had enough. <laughs>
3: well, let's get back to good old boys. Because right. I think, you know, this, this is, it really portrays, the cowboy of around nineteen twenties, Tommy Lee Jones just stands out in it. Shepherds in it, mm-hmm. Barry Corbin, and it is just, and it's about ranch life. It's not, you know, it's not shooting up the bank, and it's not uh, chasing the Indians or holding up the stagecoach. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just the mischief and stuff that cowboys get into. And he gets in the Dutch with what's it, Francis McDormand is. Uh, his sister-in-law, mm-hmm. uh, he gets in Dutch with her, and he she makes him sleep in the chicken coop. I mean, <laughs> it's just it's like a slice of Texas country life. It's a,
1: it's just a great movie. Very much so. It Very is. Very much so, Bunker. Is. Would we include... It, Go ahead. I was just going to say that it, it. I've shared with you in the past my saying about life that, you know, if my labor will serve you, I shall not withhold it. And I've always s- seen that film, or Harry or Tommy Lee Jones' character as somebody who is applying that in, in form and function.
3: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: he, he takes that and does it.
3: Uh, and he and, directed uh, that, that, too. That
1: came out of my prep school, who, from my mentor I never met, the great Hamilton Warren. That was his motto in life. And when I saw that film, I said, my God, there's somebody that's putting it to physical use and mm-hmm. illustration. What do you
2: guys think about The Last Picture Show?
3: It's on the list. I like it. It's
2: well, ben Dan Johnson
3: and I were an talking Academy about it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm. Um, Charles Leachman, she won an Academy I, Award. I know a lot. A lot of people yeah. won one. It's, it's considered for that. a definitive Texas film, by is, Texans. Yes. yes, it is. Well,
1: I, Dan had some hesitancy at first, but then he looked at me and said, "But it does have Ben Johnson, and he won Best Supporting Actor." And that's what I so said. That's what I said to Bunker Sam the Lion, <laughs> who I think is, in a lot of ways, the epitome of the dying West.
3: And and just think of this, too. What's what's the connection between Lonesome Dove and Last Picture Show? Larry McMurdy. Mm He wrote them both.
2: That's right. I saw the Last Picture Show in the theater. Wow. When that came out in 1971,
3: so I must have been... Yeah. Just listen to this. This is the cast on this, and when you hear the cast, it blows you away. Jeff Bridges, Timothy Bodden, Sh- uh, Sybil Shepherd, Ben Johnson, Chorus Leeson, Ellen Bursting, Eileen Brennan, uh, Clue Gilliger, Sam Bottoms, Randy Quaid, John Hillerman, Noble Willingham. God, that's a that's like that's a dream cast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And, back and back. directed by Bogdanovich, yeah. and written uh, by McMurtry, and you know. Uh, just a tremendous film. Yeah, a real. I, I I equate it to my experience of that film is I, I equate it to my experiencing a John Ford film where it's a tremendous slice of Americana
3: mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and here's the thing real. too
1: about that. It's real. Yeah.
3: I seeing that movie was like seeing New Mexico or Texas. It was seeing all of these little towns. That because of the interstates and all of that stuff, uh, because of changing economics, we're just slowly dying. You could go through New Mexico, and you still can today, and various towns, and you can tell the year the town died because it's frozen in that year. In Grants, Fl- New Mexico mm-hmm. is in 1950s. It's still there. In
2: Florida, on the eastern coast of the state, you can take U.S. Highway 1. Uh, from Key West all the way up to Fort Kent, In Maine,
0: water. and <laughs> it, the forty years later,
2: and the the uh, uh, the turnpike and Interstate ninety-five pretty much canceled out a lot of the businesses and whatnot on US one, but especially going through Daytona, you can see that where the interstate when the interstate happened, these Ma and Pa hotels motels just folded Route and diners. sixty-six, yes. 66 is and the same it,
1: way. And I t- would tell you, gentlemen, that I know exactly what you're talking about because I've been in both locations yep. uh, throughout Arizona and, and, excuse me, New Mexico and Florida many, many times. And uh, truer, truer words have never been said. I'll take it even a step further um, with Hell or High Wa- with uh, with uh, Last Picture Show, in that Last Picture Show is the beginning of the end of those small Texas towns, Mm -hmm. and Hell or High Water is beyond the death of that town, and now you're looking at the skeleton of those towns.
3: And what movie is playing at the theater there for the last time in the last picture show? I don't
1: remember. Uh, 12 O'Clock High? Nope. Red River. Ah. Red River. (laughs) Red River. Okay. So, yeah, uh, it's just an interesting thing, and you know, Helen Highwater is another perfect example oh, yeah. of that. Yeah, dying. You know that that uh, a slice of life that's so real, You're so incredibly real. People,
3: you know, like farmers, a John Ford film. Farmers and ranchers on the edge, just trying to survive, keep the ranch going, keep the home place going, and two brothers decide the only way they can do that is rob a bank.
1: Like. Let's well, they're robbing the bank. That's trying to steal their ranch. Exactly, and that allows us—that uh, allows us to start to root for them. Yeah, root because for them. you you believe in their mission. Although one goes astray, you believe in their mission and you're pulling for them. As the one, the lawyer says, "I just find this div- something to the effect of, I just find this divinely apropos that you're paying them with the money you stole from them." And you know, After the, they're trying to steal your rank.
2: Kind of like when Reming, the, uh, with, uh, Remington the with Remington being sold C. to on one of the Native American tribes,
3: the lawyers <laughs> get their hands on it. Well, you know, right. you know, and the ending of it is so perfect because you got Jeff Bridges the sheriff, Chris Pine the bank robber, and it's a standoff. There's yeah. you know, there's nobody goes to jail, you know, because Bridges But like, they no. both have lost. Yeah. They both lost. They both
1: one lost his partner, and the other one lost his brother.
3: And it's, it, and, and it's but and it's I such loved, a poetic, such a poetic touch.
1: Well, it won and two it's Oscars. So real, Bunker, as you say, it's so real because of no matter what he does for the wife, the ex-wife, it's still never enough. Yeah, she's now in a house uh, making uh, uh, four hundred and twenty-five thousand, four hundred and about 45000 dollars a month in oil revenue. Uh, half a million dollars a year, and it's still not enough. Mm-hmm. She's still pissed off at him. Another, and I think that is also very real.
2: Another movie about Texas, made in Texas, um, uh, David Byrne from The Talking Heads, uh, True Stories.
1: Yes. the uh, Susie Kurtz is yes. the woman in bed. Yeah. Who literally has her hair and makeup done every day, Every day. so it, she can visit people in bed while it, she eats bonbon. Well, it, it, oh, that sounds it's like a journey. tremendous yeah. character.
2: It's a bizarre movie, um, but um, very, but pretty doggone good. And, and the the scenery is most excellent. It's <clears throat> shot, I believe, it's shot someplace around Dallas, Fort Worth area, uh, and the only reason I say that is because. I've been to Dallas and Fort Worth bunches of times and it sure looks like those rolling hills
3: well, in you know, that area. You know, it's funny because you mentioned it and I immediately thought of Bernie. <laughs> and that, that is a bizarre little movie, but it is so Texas. Yeah.
2: All right, we're going to take yes. a break here, our final break, and come back with uh, much more... Of our show about uh, 10 for Texas, so we'll be back. Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, and Todd Roberts, and Dan so in the
3: background. It's Emil Franci's voices, the West.
0: when you need it, I'm miss Wilkinson Investments, they're really good at what they do. 777-1911. Hi, this is Craig Morgan with a special message for all those who have served in the U.S. Army. The National Museum of the United States Army, to be built at Fort Belvoir, Virginia, will include the Soldiers' Registry an electronic record of Americans who have worn the Army uniform, recognizing their service. I've already added my story to the registry. I hope you'll add yours. To learn more and to make your story a permanent part of the National Army Museum, visit armyhistory.org. Read classic Western comics anytime at voicesofthewest.net.
2: On uh, Abel Francie's "Voices of the West."
3: That song needs a coyote in it, <laughs> begging for a coyote.
2: Our our topic today, Todd Roberts is in Los Angeles, and our topic today is uh, uh, ten for Texas. And one of my faves is. Uh, that was set in Texas anyway. Going south, Jack
3: Nicholson.
1: <laughs> I like that movie. Mary Steinberg and John Belushi. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Belushi is yeah. a hoot as a little Mexican bandido. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I mean, he. I saw him, and I, that's it's the first time funny. I ever saw him, and I thought that guy is great. All right, so let me
2: let me pose this to you fellas. <clears throat> what is it about Texas when we <clears throat> when we're talking about the movies? You know, we got Tejas. You know that. The, big Tejano. tex- the Tejanos, the, uh, the everything's big in Texas. Well, it's a big state, except, except for Alaska. Well, but the, <laughs> they don't I, admit that. Every everything is, you know, in te- Texas. Is that where the West? Is that where everybody thinks, and not us everybody, but others think that's where the West originated? Is in Texas?
3: I think that came out <clears> of the dime novels, you know, because they were doing they were doing, you know, the, the Jesse James and Buffalo Bill and stuff like that, but there was a limit, and they started having to come up with fictitious people. Barcaros and the thing is, people the
1: Kentucky, in the Bunchers East knew Texas to make the mm-hmm. first American cowboys. Texas. What was
2: that? Oh, that was oh, so. That was Dan. Dan brings
1: up a very good point. Yes, he says it's it's where the Tex Texican. It's, it's, Which is also an Audie Murphy film that could be on our list, The Texican. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, along with the uh, Kentucky, uh, Tennessee, Tennessee and Kentucky volunteers who came to Texas and created the modern day, you know, vaquero, caballero, horseman, wrangler,
2: and drover, and this was and this was the time around the Alamo.
3: Would that be correct?
1: yeah, well, it's an after it's an afterthought of the Alamo. It's a, the
3: continuation. People. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, there are a lot of who stayed in Texas who didn't die at the Alamo or didn't leave Texas entirely. It's important to remember that um, you know, in Houston was such a visionary that he 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 started the whole program of you know so much land free if you came, right, which was the precursor to forty acres and a mule. After the Civil War, for the freed slaves, he was doing that with ten acres. Well, you know, uh, the, anybody who came to Texas got ten acres.
3: Well, then, and, I, I think Dan will agree to this. I think the, the the great imaginative what came out of the cattle drives because everybody in the East was hungry for beef, sure. And it was that it was that story of the cattle drives, and so after that, pre- people riding. What a great topic, It's right about cattle drives mm-hmm. and, and these, these brave young men and all that stuff you know well, and you, then the, well and then the Kansas and all that stuff.
2: Well, you know, we don't have movies, we don't have movies specifically about Arizona. We don't have movies specifically about. Well, Kansas. you
1: have you have uh, you have the film Arizona with yeah. uh, William Holden s- and Gene. Uh, not
2: Stone not as e. it is not as N- no not as, many as, as Texas. Texas. It's not You're iconic. Right. <clears throat> Ico- yeah, that's the word. Iconic is is. Texas what I was is
1: iconic. Yeah, but and Dan brought up another <clears throat> great film that should be on our list, which is The Tall Men with Clark Gable, Cameron <clears throat> Mitchell, that was Robert like, Ryan, That's and number
3: Jay
1: eleven. Mm-hmm. So this is another great film mm-hmm. about Texans. But I would also say that that there's a there's a mystique of Texas, and you know why is it, where is it, how is it? I think it, it's 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 almost unanswerable. There's a mystique there. There's a, a magic to it, of whether or not you're on a riverboat uh, in San Antonio, or you're trying to find great music and and night night life in Austin. Or you know the great song Park. by uh, Mel Tillis and and uh, uh, Mel Tillis and, and uh, uh, Willie Nelson, mm-hmm. Texas mm-hmm. on a Saturday night, and they talk about all the different towns. Uh, or oh, George Te- Strait's song, Texas All is, My Exes yeah, Live in Texas. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, There is a there is a mystique about this place like Paris and it
2: rhymes pretty good and it rhymes pretty good
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty great it is pretty great well here's here's one
3: for us this is I think it's got to be on on the great list I don't like best lists great lists no country for old men oh yeah that is just yes that again you know it's it's contemporary but it is so western and so Texas
1: well there's a lot of western sensibilities about it especially when he bets the guy uh, in the gas station, yeah, um, you know, uh, well, would you bet your life? oh you know, <laughs> uh, over, over how much is under my hand uh-huh. on the counter? That's a great. You uh-huh. know, and the guy, and the guy doesn't understand what he's, he, what, what, you know, he. You can see him immediately, kind of get backed up, and Well, well, well you know, hold on, Mister. Uh, you know, I, I didn't mean it that way, but. Uh, his character means it that way, and he would have killed them if it had been different under his hand. Hey, that could have been uh, Waco and,
3: Johnny Dean.
1: <laughs> uh, well, uh, you know, I will say that I know that Winchester 73 uh, was shot in Arizona. Yeah. Uh, it starts out in Kansas uh, and then goes on from there. But I think they go personally from Kansas to to Texas. Um, because I think they were both raised in Texas. Um, uh, Jimmy Stewart's character and uh, Dutch Henry Brown, his brother.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, guys, this has been a great talk. Um, oh my I'm, gosh. We're almost out of time here. Yes. I'm taking one for the team for tonight. <clears throat> <What clears throat> Saturday night is uh, Western's night at uh, my abode. And uh, that's all we watch is Western's on Saturday nights. And the one that we're going to watch tonight is one that I've talked with you guys about. Um, it's from nineteen fifty nine. It's called Revenge of the Virgins. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> yes. And this is an Revenge oh, of the Virgins. This is an Ed Wood, oh Ed, Wood oh, Ed yeah, tell Dan all about this. This is an Ed Wood movie. And um, <clears throat> the,
3: he just became a martyr of the Alamo. Harry. The the
2: only the only known actor to us, or at least to me, is Henry Darrow. Uh, who uh, uh, was in Chaparral, Uh, he plays a gunslinger in this. But here's the storyline. Tenderfoot, Burton, and his wife join forces with an old prospector to search for the rich gold strike the old-timer claims to know of. Along with a couple of no-account gunslingers, they ride deep into the mountains to find the gold, unaware that the treasure is guarded by an all-female tribe of deadly, beautiful, and topless Indians.
1: It sounds like Texas to me. <laughs> so, so Texas Harry, story. does it sound familiar to you for some reason? Uh, Where have you seen this storyline mm, before? Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. A bone Tommy, mm-hmm. bone Tommy Hawk bunker, bone Tommy mm-hmm. Hawk.
1: No, no, no. That yeah, I'll give you that. Yes, but that's not what I'm thinking of.
3: Okay. Well,
1: what are you thinking? Garden of Evil with Gary Cooper and Richard Whitman. Oh Susan, yeah.
2: yeah. Mm. Well, one re- one reviewer uh says And
1: by the way, it had topless Indians. <laughs>
2: yeah. The one the one reviewer uh here says Revenge of the Virgins is pretty bad on all levels, but thankfully it lasts just 53 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and so so my wife and I discovered this one and we watched part of it and thought, "Oh, this is bad." And then we wondered, <laughs> "Should we watch it because it's bad to be bad or should we watch it because it's bad, and we really need to see how bad it is? So we're going to take one for the team. We're going to watch it. We'll do a, a little review on it, and you know, I can probably do a pre-review and say, this
3: is bad.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I'm Harry, just thinking We I should think start a Martyrs wife, of the
3: Alamo Club, and, Harry, you're number one. <laughs> number one member. Todd, what did you say?
1: I said that I think you and your wife should be— uh, only to make the evening more bearable, I think you should be making dark and stormy's oh, the entire night.
2: Yeah, you know that's uh, going to happen.
1: <laughs> you, I think. Yeah. I so think also, Harry, get to get make it better,
3: <laughs> a double shot. And Bunker, yeah. let
1: me tell you something. Uh, when I see you, we have I have a lot of stories about Grants to Mexico for you.
3: Okay. Well, our fireplace and oh, our fireplace in Las Lunas came from uh, grants me and my stepdad went over there and loaded up a pickup full of volcanic rock and built nice. this built the fireplace out of grants volcanic rock
2: well we are out of time what are we doing next week i have no idea but
3: uh, it'll be great it'll whatever be great. it is so tune check, in check
2: the website subscribe to the newsletter and tune that's in. a good way to find out what's going to be coming up next week on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Todd Robertson, Los Angeles, Bunker de France here. I'm Harry Alexander. It is time to say...
3: Adios.
2: And so long.
0: Thanks for listening to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West.